So the big question is, how do healthcare experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you are a physical therapist, a dietitian, an occupational therapist, a chiropractor, MD, or other healthcare expert, this is for you. My name is Javier Carlin, and welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that I'm currently using to grow my own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Healthcare Business Radio. This is your host, Dr. Javier Carlin. And today I'm excited to bring you a very special guest, Dr. Gretchen Holly. She is, uh, Gretchen is a physical therapist and MS specialist. She has been in business for three years and has over 100 plus members in her membership program, The Missing Link. Needless to say, she's absolutely crushing it. Ho- uh, Gretchen, I'm going to call you Holly. <laughs> Gretchen, <laughs> thank you so much for, for being here. I'm super excited to have you. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So would you mind just uh, diving into a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are today? Yeah. So I obviously went to PT school, graduated, and my first job after PT school was in a typical orthopedic outpatient clinic, which at the time I absolutely loved. But within my first year, our the CEO that we had had a sister company in a different area and they had a multiple sclerosis program. It was thriving. And so they wanted to open open one up in our area, which was Boston. And I didn't know much at all about MS, but I knew that in PT school, neuro was like the hardest course, but it was also the most intriguing to me. So I raised my hand and I offered to run this program. And I learned that just within treating my first two clients, how different MS actually is. And, you know, there can be two people diagnosed with MS, same gender, same age, um, same type of MS, and they just prevent present so differently. And I loved that because my favorite thing about being a PT is not being cookie cutter, just brainstorming and finding out new ways to do things. So I became an MS specialist and then over time, I realized I was only one of three MS specialists in all of Massachusetts. And that meant that a lot of my clients were coming to me from an hour away or two hours away. And at one point, my boss, this was a different company now, but my boss said that I had the highest no-show and cancellation rate of all the PTs. And as a PT, that's like the last thing that you want to hear from your boss. Like, it's not a good thing at all. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out why is this? Like, I I know I'm a good PT. So I looked into it and almost all of my clients that were no showing or um, canceling were my clients who had MS. And it was because of reasons like they, they just physically couldn't get to PT that day or they didn't have transportation or they were just in bed because they had so much fatigue. So all reasons that I felt were very valid. And at the time, telehealth PT wasn't a thing. I told my boss, I was like, can I at least call them so I can talk to them and tell like 
talk them through their exercises. That was a heavy no. So it was enough times of hearing, no, you can't do that. Or like, no, there's no way to help unless they come to you where I just decided, well, then I'm going to start my own program because they're not getting better and it's not their fault. They just can't get to me. So then that's when I started my online program. That that's, a, that's an amazing story. And now it makes sense why, you know, cause we were talking before, um, we, we went, you know, um, live and, you know, you, you were telling me that, you know, you used to fly quite frequently from Buffalo, right. To, to Massachusetts, Boston. to Boston, yeah. right. To Boston. And it makes a lot of sense now. Cause I'm sure you still had the desire to see people in person. And with, with that in mind where they, you know, cause you know, working with, I've worked with a few patients with MS as well in the past. Um, we definitely saw a lot of that. And, and that's, I think that's so powerful for everyone to hear is that you, for example, you saw that there was something that uh, you were, you were passionate about helping this population of people. Uh, you weren't being able to, you, you weren't in a position to serve them at the highest level because they just didn't, they didn't see the opportunity there. And you said, you know what, like, I'm, I, I, I want to help them. And I know that there's a way. And then you took it, you know, you took it into your own hands and starting your own business and online, which a lot of people would think, oh, there's no way that that would work for this population of people. Right. And, and, and obviously you're, you're proving that wrong. So that, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was, you know, at first I did think like, well, maybe I can physically go to them. This was before I thought about online. And that's just not feasible because, again, a lot of my clients were coming from an hour away. That's two hours of my time just for travel, not counting the time that I'm there. And that's just one client. So that was a thought I had. Um, and there were things that I was worried about with going online. One thing with MS is that not not everyone, but a decent amount of my clients with MS do have some type of cognitive limitations. So you do have to figure out how to use a, an online membership, but it hasn't really been an issue. And um, it's been a great way to continue helping people, even in Massachusetts, especially now that I'm in Buffalo, but also because it's online. I, I recently counted and I think um, the missing link is in 10 different countries now and all over the United States. So it's been really rewarding being able to help as many people as I want versus just the people in my specific area. Yeah. And that that's incredible because you can now have an impact, not just locally, but globally. And, you know, I'm not sure how many, how many other therapists or healthcare professionals are, are doing this in your niche now, but I do know that there's a lot of people out there with MS that, that need your services and need this help. You know, one of the first things that I see people thinking, well, you know, how does that work? Right. Cause you're a physical therapist, you know, you're, you're seeing patients, you know, locally, but out, but also outside. So I'm curious, like, what does that look like from a, from a legal perspective, a business perspective? Like I know a lot of people have reservations about that. Is, is it really that big of an issue or, or how'd you bypass that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was a huge concern. I met with like two different attorneys. I like dove deep dove, deep dove. Take a, took a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. <laughs> Whatever that is. I, I went deep into that because that's what the, the first thing I was thinking of is I don't want to do anything illegal. Like mm. I need to do everything in a legal and ethical way. And so I met with a whole bunch of people to help get me answers. 
Um, and basically what I found was if every, like, I am not technically prescribing anyone exercises. So with my online membership, everything is pre-recorded. So there's, you know, there's a category for strengthening and stretching and, um, you know, we have guest speakers and different things. So when you sign up for the program, there's options in there. There's, uh, like a calendar that tells you what exercises you can do, but it's up to them to pick the calendar. It's up to them to pick which exercises they're going to do or what goals they want to work towards. So that's the way that I'm able to bypass that. I'm never prescribing someone. I'm never saying, you know, Javier, you have a goal of walking better. So you should do exercises A, B, and C. Um, Cause that's where it does get a little tricky. I'm a licensed PT in three States, but not, all of the United States and especially not all of the countries that, that I have members in. So by having things pre-recorded and it's basically just a great resource and reference, uh, that's the way that I'm able to bypass that. Yeah, that that's amazing. And and so, you know, from, from like a, a technical standpoint, does that look like also having, you know, specific waivers, letting people know disclaimers? Uh, is it a separate LLC from the in-person services? Like, what does that all look like? Yeah. So when I first started, I had an LLC for it um, and a trademark, copyright, all of that. And definitely a waiver, definitely a disclaimer. So all of that stuff. And now, so again, I've been in business almost three years. So now I have two different LLCs. Um, So one is for my personal it's a PLLC. So it's for a professional LLC for my in-person things that I do as well as telehealth. And then the other one is for, it's the missing link. So it's its own LLC. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, that makes perfect sense. So, so when you, when you first started your business, did you go all in or were you still, you know, did you have like your uh, part-time and then go down a PRN? Like what did that all look like? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm the type of person, I have a type of personality where once I commit to something, I go all in, not in the sense though, but so yet I also really value one of my core values is security. And I did not feel secure just leaving my job, hoping, keeping my fingers crossed that I could make this program launch. Um, So at first I... I'm also the type of person where if I get anything for free, I'm going to take the most advantage of that. So I signed up for Kajabi, which it's a little bit different now, but three years ago, you got two weeks of complimentary uh, service. So in those two weeks, I knew exactly what videos I was going to make. I knew exactly what the outline of the program was going to be. So I launched the entire program in those two weeks so that when I just start paying for it, yeah, when I had to start paying for it, I already had people coming in. So I didn't want to waste any time. I knew exactly what I was shooting for. So I did that, but I was still working full time. So I did all of that pretty much just on weekends. And that's how it started. And then I was seeing success, not like, not enough where I was able to quit my full-time job, but enough where I felt more freedom. And at the time, the job that I was working at was a little bit iffy anyways. They weren't letting me do the things that I wanted to do. So I had always wanted to try travel PT. So I quit my full-time job and started travel PT, which you make more money doing that. But I really was just doing it for the experience. And five weeks in, So anyone who knows travel PT, usually your rotations are 12 or 13 weeks long, five weeks in 
uh, they say, you know what? It's too expensive for a travel PT. We don't need you anymore. We're just going to hire a full-time person. And they wanted me to be that full-time person. But my whole reason of leaving that life was to travel and do things. So it was at that time, five weeks in that I was like, I am making enough where I could do this online membership as my full-time thing. So I moved from Boston to Maine, that which is where my twin sister was living. I stayed there for four months just for a cheaper cost of living. So I edited my lifestyle in a way where I lowered as many costs as I could so that I could grow my online program even more. And then since then, it's all I've been doing. Wow. That, that, that's, that's so cool. And I didn't even know they could do that at a travel PT position that they can just like, Hey, we're, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're destroying the contract. Like we're yeah. looking for someone full-time figure it out. That's, that's yeah. wild. That's, that's insane. Uh, but I think, I think kind of looking back at it and I'm sure you're probably thinking the same way now. It's like, that was a sign like, Hey, you know, go yeah. for it. Right. You can do this. And, and you did. And, and here we are. So I think that's, a, that's so beautiful to hear. Yeah, yeah, it was so, definitely a nervous jump. I remember like seeking validation from other people. Like, do you think I should do this? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I crunched the numbers. I can make it work, but I don't know. It was, it's a scary jump, you know, basically just trusting yourself to provide your sole income to live and then to thrive. Um, it's obviously the bigger goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a really good point to bring up because a lot of people, and I'm curious what you, what you heard from, from the people that you asked, because a lot of people will have, you know, this vision of like, you know what, I think I can make this work. You know, they're mm-hmm. like the, the, the stars are aligning or whatever it might be. Right. But I, I have a feeling that, you know, if I go all in on this, that it is going to produce a result. And, and I know that I'm going to be able to do it because I'm not going to stop until it works. Uh, however, some people, you know, start asking around just to get, like you said, validation. And they end up trying to get this validation. And then what the people are telling them is like, oh, I don't know. That sounds a little bit risky. Are you sure you want to do that? Oh, you you sure you have a nice, stable, secure job. You have a great job offer. Like, is that really what you want to do? You want to give that up? So like, what, what was that like? You know, you asking uh, the people in your circle, what did they tell you? Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. So yeah. And I got, you know, I asked everyone because I didn't trust myself at the time. So I asked my friends, my family, um, coworkers who I trusted not to tell my bosses. Um, and I heard anything and everything from everyone. And I was honestly surprised because my parents are more from the generation of you stay in one job, you know, it's a stable income. And even my dad, who is a business owner himself, he's been an entrepreneur for as long as I've ever known him. He has always said he didn't want us to be entrepreneurs. He knows how hard of a life that is and we should stay with a stable job. However, when I asked my parents, I was like, guys, I don't know. This is what I'm thinking about doing. Immediately, they had my back. And I was like, whoa, I was not expecting that. But then I had some friends with more of the entrepreneurial mindset that they were like, I don't know, maybe just try a different travel PT gig, you know, for a little bit longer, stay safe, uh, like bring in that income. So it was a big mix. And I realized that I don't regret asking people because it made me realize what I wanted. Anytime someone said, no, just stay in it for a little bit longer. I had that gut feeling of, oh, like, really? Do you really think I should do that? And so it was still super scary. I was like, this is what I got to do. And actually, now that I'm thinking back, 
you know, it wasn't even that long ago, but it feels like a million years ago. Um, I was still nervous. So when I moved to Maine to pursue um, my online membership as my full-time thing, I did um, get a per diem job where I worked twice a week just to have like some source of stable income. So I did have that coming into, and that was the way where I was pleasing those people who said, you know, uh, don't do it or, you know, keep income coming in. So, and that did help, but I only did that for a few months before just, you know, then I didn't have time to do both because my online program was offering more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, you know, there's something to that too, about asking. Cause I, I felt like sometimes when I ask someone and they say, Hey, you probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> so I don't know if there's a little bit of that in you too, or it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, you tell me I can't. All right. Now I really want to do this. I really want to prove you that I yeah. can. So, um, yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing for me with that was when I left my full-time job, mm -hmm. um, my, my boss at the time, I wasn't trying to hide any of this. So my boss at the time did know that I had my own program and the reason it got a little dicey at the end. Um, and I'm sure maybe some people listening to this can relate, but one of the reasons it got a little dicey is because he, my boss was upset that I was putting so much of my brain power and creativity to develop my own thing instead of developing a program for him. And that's when I was like, no, like this isn't going to go down that way. Um, so, but, so he knew I had my own program and uh, I told him, you know, I'm going to tr pursue travel PT and my own program. And just, I'll never forget just the look that he gave me was more of a look of, Oh, well, good luck with that. Like, it doesn't seem like that's going to go anywhere. So that in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to show you, like I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And and that's, you know, I, we share the same, the same thought process with that. Cause a lot of people, you know, they'll hear those things and be like, you know what, <sighs> you're right. Yeah. You know, I, maybe I should just build it out for him instead. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the opposite meaning for, for you and I, it's like, all right, you know, you really think that this is going to fail? Watch, <laughs> watch. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that you have to have a little bit of that inside of you, uh, a little bit of that fire uh, to, to do what you've been able to do. And I think that that's amazing. Now, you know, what, uh, one question I'm sure people have and a few of the thoughts, and I, we were talking about this a little bit before. And, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you on here is because you do have an online business. You're doing things differently than most people would think would actually work and that that would actually be possible. Right. And for a specific population of people that many people think, well, I really have to work with this person in person. Right. I really have to be able to you know, put my hands on them and, you know, help them you know, pick themselves up and, you know, all those little, little details. So I'm curious, I think number one with, with how, how you're actually able to bring these people into your world and, and bring them into your membership programs and rolling them into your membership programs. Because I feel like a lot of people see, you know, the different marketing, digital marketing, you know, strategies that are out there. And it's like, well, you know, that would work for, for this profession or, or this, you know, specific topic or, you know, for business coaches or for nutrition coaches, but not for me, I'm a physical therapist. Like, what can I do online? I have to, be, I have to see the person in front of me. It's physical therapists, right? Physical, I have to <laughs> physically be there. Right. And it's like, wait a second, right. You're not doing that. So is there a possibility that this could work for me? Well, now we're starting to see that there is. So for, for you, like, how is it that, that you've structured your programs and how is it that you're able to get people results? And I think the, 
the last piece of that very loaded question is how do you actually get clients into your program? Yeah. So you might have to remind me of some of those, but I'll get started. So, um, the one thing that I still to this day firmly believe is that in person is always better. I love being a physical therapist in person. I love being able to feel like, what are your, what is your muscle strength? Like I love being able to see them walk and see them move. So I even tell a lot of my online members, you know, if you have access to in-person PT, go like this isn't necessarily to replace in-person PT, but my mindset was the people that I'm helping don't have acts either. They don't have access to any physical therapist near them. They live in more of a remote area. And again, for MS, fatigue is a big thing. So even if they do have a PT 30 minutes away, that's an hour of travel both ways. And that might be fatiguing enough where they don't have an effective PT session or prevent them from going on a day where they're feeling fatigued. So either they don't have access or they've tried PT from an orthopedic PT first, and it just didn't do anything. So they don't have, you know, access again to that MS specialized physical therapist. So my mindset was, if you're not going in person anyways, here's a resource for you that you can learn about all things MS and all things related to physical therapy and exercise in your own home. So um, I don't know. And I try to make that very clear. If you have access to an in-person MS specialized PT, that is going to be better. It's that's amazing. But if you don't, this is an amazing resource for you. And in the program, so MS, as I mentioned earlier, is different for every person. And, you know, a lot of things are even back pain, you know, is different for every person, but there were specific exercises and strategies and techniques that I found myself teaching to everyone, regardless of if they were wheelchair bound or still running marathons. And so my program is compromised of those exercises that I truly believe can help anyone with MS, no matter where they are on their MS journey. So that's been my mindset around it and how I developed the program to be a valuable resource for anyone with MS. And then was the last part marketing or did I miss anything? Yeah. So the last part is marketing. And I think, you know, um, before we even dive into that, I think this is really cool because, you know, from speaking with so many healthcare professionals and even myself, seeing the gap in education, right? So many people have, um, have, let's say a rotator cuff repair or knee replacement and the education piece of like, Hey, here's what to do in the meantime, before you go see a physical therapist, or here's what you should be doing on your own at home, right? There's a massive gap there. And I think that because of how the, you know, healthcare system is structured, uh, it is not that the providers don't want to help more. It's that they can't, they don't have the time to explain things like they, they know they want to. And I think what's so neat about this in this perspective is that, yeah, you know, this is something that, uh, should be a complement right, or a su- supplementary to in-person, you know, physical therapy, if that's, if that is something that's needed. And also there are so many people that can get the care that they need because of the location, like you mentioned, or because 
appointments aren't available for, you know, a month, three months out, which is insane. So what is happening during that time? Are we letting these people, you know, fall through the cracks and, and not get the help that they need, or at least get some sort of support? Whereas you're saying, hey, you know, this is something that could be, you know, done in the meantime as a, as a supplement to it. And that education is a lot, it allows people to feel a lot better about their situation, understand what's going on and be able to start doing things daily on their own or with some help that could really, really allow them to live a, a higher quality of life. So I think, I think that's so, so neat. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. So. Yeah. And another thing, and this is, again, it's true for all conditions, not just MS, but your yeah. insurance runs yeah. out. So, mm-hmm. and especially with MS, it's a progressive disease. You should be getting PT many times throughout the year to, for most people, but your insurance isn't going to cover that. So, you know, I have a lot of clients who either are going to in-person PT at the same time, but it's not an MS specialist. So they just want to hear my thoughts from my program about the MS way of, of exercising and MS strategies. And then I have other people who they, they joined me during their time off of PT. Then they leave me to go to in-person. Then they come back because their insurance cut them off. So, you know, everyone's a little bit different and uses it in a different way. But I think that you hit the nail on the head. The education is so important. I Still to this day, I offer up my time a lot to talk to support groups just to educate them on the, the various things they can start doing right now to help them work towards their goals. So, yeah, I think it's just, it's such a valuable and easy and accessible way to help people. Yes. And, you know, you said something really, really key there too, is, is you have more time, right. And you have more time to still speak to these support groups to, to be able to put yourself out there and educate the public. And even if they're, they're not paying you, right. You're still helping them. And I think that is a key piece for, you know, for anyone going into business, like it might seem like a lot of work and initially it is right. You have to sacrifice a little bit. Uh, and it also depends on what the type of business that you're starting. There are differences in, in, in what that looks like. Uh, but I think, I think, you know, one thing that a lot of people are searching for is, is time. How can I get back my time? Yes. I need the money. Right. But ultimately I, I want the money to buy back my time. And I feel like, you know, being, an online business owner myself, like that's one of the greatest things about online business is that there's actually less time that you need to dedicate to driving from, you know, home to home. And, and it's not that don't do that. If you start, if you're still passionate about that, like, you know, you can still do that, but having that online component is, is magic, right? Cause you're able to create something once build something out once. And we'll talk a little bit more about the challenges that you run that I, th- I think are amazing uh, that are evergreen, which means you, you, you know, set it up once, you, you maintain it and, you know, make sure everything's running smooth. But once it's created once, like it's done and that allows you to buy back that time. Like you were saying, to be able to do the extra things, you know, giving back, uh, in, in these like free opportunities to yes, get your name out there, but also to help people, you know, at, at the highest level. And that's something that you can't, you know, a lot of people, not that you can't do it, but it's, it's hard to do at a full-time job. It's hard, hard to do when you have a brick and mortar practice, because especially in the beginning stages, you are the person that's helping everyone and you have to be there. Whereas here you're able to help, you know, people in, in a group setting, 
that are going through your programs and you have the time to do that. You have the time to, I'm sure do a lot of other things that you weren't able to do before, which is awesome. Um, but that's, 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 I just wanted to drive that point home because, um, a lot of people for like, forget about that, but this is actually an opportunity to get that time back. Um, yeah. so one thing I want to add to that yeah. too is, you know, and again, I'm three years, almost three years in, and that time looks different for me every day. So there are times where I'm like, like tonight, I'm give, I'm doing a podcast interview for, um, you know, an MS podcast from six to seven p.m. And tomorrow, a different podcast from six to seven p.m. And my first thought is, but that's my evening time, you know. But that's me time. Like I don't want to do that, but. I'm also able tomorrow, my sister had a baby about eight months ago now. So I have my very first nephew and tomorrow I'm taking two hours in the early afternoon to just go hang out with him. So like time for me means, you know, random times throughout the day, like getting that freedom is I can take an hour lunch break without typing notes, you know, versus 30 minutes where I'm scrambling to type my notes for the day, or I can take two hours off to go hang out with my nephew. And sometimes it is, I can stop work at 3 PM if I want. Um, but it does mean that your day shifts a bit, you know, when you work time versus free time, which is great though. I mean, that's a sense of freedom as well. Yes. Yeah. And just to add to that, cause I, I hear you, right. There's, we have, you know, for our program, our coaching calls are at 7 30 PM Eastern time. Right. So typically it's like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't be working that late. Right. Which is funny because most physical therapists are still working that late and then, yeah. and then some, <laughs> cause they're doing documentation at home and whatnot, which is, you know, crazy. Uh, but but you know, yeah. Hey, you guys work a lot. You're, you know, working till 8 30 PM. It's like, yeah, but I also had two to three hours of free time, like in the middle of the day, you know, for me, you know, I used to eat lunch at, at 12 by one thirty, two o'clock. I was like, I'm ready for a deep, deep nap. Right. Yeah. And, and now in this world, right. It's like, cool. I'm kind of tired. I'm going to take a 30 minute nap. <laughs> it's perfect in the middle of the day. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Right. So it's, it's that, it, that is that freedom, right. There's discipline and Hey, I have to show up at not your normal times, but within that I have the free time that I desire. And we're also able to create and construct, you know, what that even looks like on a day-to-day -day basis, which is, I just, I love it's the, it's amazing. Life is good. So, anyway, and the cool thing for everyone's like, Oh, good for you, Javi. Good for you, Gretchen. Like it's the, it's there for you too. It's, it's so there for yeah. you. You just have to choose it. So. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, because I've gone to a lot of business confident confidence, business conferences um, and mindset conferences and events and things. And one thing that a lot of people say, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but one thing that a lot of people say is I think the, phrase is like cut the strings or like cut the boats like you're you're on an island and like basically don't have a plan b burn the boat like you gotta go burn yeah um and i just value security so much that i did not do that route and and you know it does work for a lot of people but i just want to share too you don't have to do it that way there is a way to be all in without cutting those times without burning the boat so you know do what works for you and what makes you feel like you can actually make this work. For me, that would have put so much pressure and stress on me where I don't know, I wouldn't have been creating as much value. It would, my posts and my content would be out of fear and like, like something that I like absolutely need versus I like doing this. I'm helping people. So just take whatever advice fits your boat and like whatever you feel would work for you to help you actually be successful. 
Yes. I love that. And I, I, I agree. I think everyone's situation, there's so many, so many factors, right? Just like in, in yeah. physical therapy and healthcare, like there's so many factors and everyone's life is a little bit different. Everyone's situation is a little bit different. So I, I totally agree. Like for some people, it's like, Hey, get after it, burn the freaking boats. You take over the Island. Uh, for others, it's like, Hey, you know, you have, you have kids, you have these responsibilities like, Hey, it doesn't mean you're, you're not going to get there. It just might be a little bit different of a different path. So I I'm, I'm hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. So, so now getting into, you know, getting into how you actually get clients. So how do you, how do you get people to enroll in your membership program? I know you've told me a little bit about, you know, what that looks like. And I think it's fascinating because we run five day challenges uh, in, you know, using Facebook groups. And that's something we also recommend our clients to do. Your challenges are a little bit different, but still very effective. So I I'd love to hear more about that. And I, I'm sure everyone else would too. Yeah. So for the first about almost two years of my business, the only type of marketing that I did was posting on Facebook and Instagram, mostly in like I'd post on both, but I mostly was focusing on Instagram, like 80% on Instagram. So I had no challenges. It was truly just me adding value and then saying like, Hey, this is something that you can join. But now, so as of the last like eight months or so, um, or maybe not even that long, like six months, I started doing Facebook, uh, Facebook ads to a challenge. And one thing that I want to mention before we even get into the challenge is I am so in tune with my followers. Like I, I take each one, each of my followers, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, seriously, I am asking for their feedback for everything. And sometimes I'm like, I, at first I thought it was unprofessional. I thought I had to have everything figured out. I thought I had to know what they wanted without asking. And, you know, just as an example, I redid my website last March. So March of 2020 and I asked them what colors they like so that I could get an idea of what visually, what is appealing to them. Orange is the color of MS, but is that appealing or is that like, no, I don't like looking at orange. Um, you know, so when it came to my Facebook or not my Facebook challenge, but my challenge that I ran, I gave them options. And I said, which one are you most interested in learning about? How many days would you want it to be? One day, five days, three days. Do you want a homework assignment for each day so that you can remember? You know, so each thing that I created, they gave me guidance towards. So I, th- and I think that's really important. You don't want to create something that you think people will love, but you didn't ask them and they actually don't really want it. Or, you know, you won't get as many people. So I'm a huge, huge advocate for polling your people wherever they are, whether it's in person, online, um, Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. So when it came to my challenge, I, uh, I use Kajabi to host my online platform. So I decided I was also going to use Kajabi to host my five day challenge. And I mostly because I didn't have a Facebook group at the time. So that was really the only place that it could live, which meant everything was pre-recorded, edited and posted there. So each day was something different. And even when it came down to making the Facebook ad, I had no shame in saying, I'm creating an ad to try to help even more people. Which photos do you like that I should use? Which text do you like? I created a survey and I said, who wants to take my survey to help me figure out this ad? And I got 50 people to fill out the survey. So 
I pulled like what wording do they like? And then I was able to create this ad. And I think that's a huge reason that that ad leading to the Facebook or sorry, I keep saying Facebook that ad leading to the evergreen uh, challenge, which at first it was just a regular challenge. That's I think why it's so successful. So they sign up, they start on day one, they go through the five days. And the first time I did it, everyone started at the same time. Now that it's evergreen, you just start whenever you sign up for it. Yes. And I think that's so important for everyone to hear, right? Those who are thinking about even starting your whatever your business might look like, you want to constantly get feedback from your dream customers, from the people that you want to serve. And what's really neat about that is that, you know, everyone thinks that everything has to be perfect. It'll never be perfect. Right. And one of the coolest things is when you have your potential clients or your current clients actually helping you build your business because they feel like they're a part of something bigger. They're like, I help Gretchen. You know, I I was a part of that. I I voted on this color. I feel good about that. Right. And it's so cool because you're you're moving forward together and they just they just want to see you win because because they they know that if you win, they'll win, too. And, you know, that constant feedback is so important to to the evolution of, of a business. And there's no better program than the program that your clients themselves build for themselves, right? You're just the vehicle that's building it for them, but, but ultimately it's not for us, it's for them. And I think that's so key. And I am so glad you said that because so many people are like, you know, thinking about things for three months, six months, a year before they ever launch anything, if ever. And it's like, well, you could have just been asking them this whole time what they wanted and just given them that. (laughs) So, So that's so cool. Yeah. And it's funny too, because I kept asking other people at first, I was asking my sister, like, do you like this photo or this photo? Or Mm -hmm. do you think I should do a a challenge for strengthening or balance? And then, and I'd ask some friends and early on, I was like, they don't have MS. This is not, they don't care. They're going to answer based on the situations and experiences they're currently going through. And then, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know why this is or if how many other people feel this too, but I did have a desire at first to come off as professional and knowing it all. And it was really, really hard. It sounds silly saying it now, but it was really hard for me to ask questions like that at first because my inner thoughts was, they don't even know what challenge I want to do. That makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. That makes me look unprofessional. But as soon as I took that leap and I just decided, I'm just going to ask them, see what they think. They did start getting excited and they did start voting. And even to this day, I get people saying like, oh, your website is so great. And my first thought is, well, you guys help me create it. Like, thank you. You know, I did, I guess I'm the one that put it together, but like you guys are the ones that told me what you wanted. So I think if anyone else is feeling that way, get over that fear. Your people want to help you. They want to see you succeed. So yeah, that's just been a huge factor in my business. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, I'm curious for for you, because you've been in business for three years now, um, you had, you know, you you put a lot of work into this and, and making it the success that it is now. Did you did you have any help? Did you, you know, have a mentor or a coach along the way that helped you, you know, through the process? Or did you do this all on your own? I did it all on my own until about a year ago. So um, almost two years in, I was at a point where I was making a decent amount. I was working for myself full time, um, but I felt like 
there's so much that I don't know. Like, I know I can go to the next level. I, you know, at the time I didn't even have a Facebook group. I wasn't doing any ads of any kind. And so I just knew that there was a whole other realm that I could jump into. And I was ready to make that investment and just, I, I just really want to see like, how many people can I help? Like how big can I grow this? And so I did it all on my own until about a year ago. Um, and then I got coaches and, you know, I did go to, um, Tony Robbins business mastery event. So I did in those two years, I was doing it alone. I was seeking guidance from like conferences and, and people, but just didn't have a coach. And that, that if, if there's anyone that you would seek guidance from and, and go to a conference from is Tony Robbins. Cause he's like right. the man. So yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Tony Robbins nerd. I love all his stuff. So, um, I actually just hired his, uh, the top salesperson in his, in his company, his name's Eli Wild. He's sold over a hundred million dollars in coaching sales in like, uh, in like 10 years. So it's, it's epic. anyway, that's a small tangent, but I love Tony Robbins. I think it's so cool that you went to his business mastery that I would say that's like, a, like, like hiring a coach. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, with that, you, you said something really good about, about you having this vision of, of helping more people and, and thinking like how many people can I actually help here? So I'm curious, like for you, what are your plans for your life? and your business in the next five years? Like where, where do you see that growing into? It's so funny. Cause it's constantly changing. When I first saw, like, if you were to ask me this question a year ago, or even two years ago, I thought, well, maybe we can have, have, so my, my company is the missing link. So maybe we can have in-person people that, that work for the missing link. And you can, they're all MS specialists and they're all over the United States or even in different countries. But now I just feel like, but yes, that, that is still a good idea. But now like the whole point is accessibility. So being able to help people virtually, I think is the number one way in this world right now, at least to be more accessible. So there's still that like in the back of my mind, like still maybe home visits, you know, there might be missing link uh, PTs that can go to your home to help with treatment. Um, But for now, it's just helping on different platforms and, you know, still one-on-one clients or even a group membership because with groups, they can learn from each other too. So it's no longer just me as the head person, you know, I'm using everyone to help out instead of it just being like a solo act. I love that. And I think that, I mean, that, that vision of, of having, you know, uh, people on inside of your company and the missing link, you know, going to people's homes like that, that's, that's huge. And I, I love that idea. Um, so, so, you know, kind of just, um, summarizing everything. There was, there was so much gold here. Um, and I'd love to know, like, from your perspective, what do you have any like advice or words of wisdom? I mean, there was a lot, already a lot of it embedded in, in, in this interview. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for healthcare experts who are looking to, you know, I guess, I guess two different positions, those who are looking to start, right, their own business, whether it's in person or online, and those who are, you know, that maybe they've been open for a few months, maybe a year, and they're not feeling like they're, they're able to like, kind of break through that ceiling and want to go to that next level. Like, what advice would you give to those two different people, those who are like, on the fence about going, you know, into their own thing, and those who are feeling a little bit stuck? Yeah, that's a great question. So for the people on the fence of starting, I would say, 
try to hone in on what it is that you'd be doing and what, who is it that you'd be helping and how are you helping them? And if there's not already a niche for it, or even if there is, but you're going to do it slightly different, then I would first recommend testing it out. So before I started mine, I launched a focus group and I, cause I saw this somewhere on the internet that this is a good, good thing to do. So I was told never create content until you know people are interested. So I said, okay, I'm creating this focus group. This is what it's going to be. This is what, how it's going to help you. This is how long it is. Um, and I charged them, I think it was like $27 maybe. Um, so like a small fee to be in this focus group. And I got, or maybe it was like, I don't remember how much it was, but I think I got like 20 people to sign up. So to me, I was like 20 people. And that's just from Instagram. Like that's the only place that I mentioned this. Um, actually I should back up six months before I launched anything. I launched an Instagram page where for six months I was just adding value. So by the time that I did have this idea, I already had people there. So if you're thinking about starting out, start something, whether it's an Instagram page, a YouTube page, start adding value in some way to this group of people. And then see if they're, see, tell them your idea and see if they're interested in it. If so, run with it. If not, tweak it. What else could you offer if you want to do something on your own and run with that? And then if you're in the second group of people where you've already started something, I don't know how it's going, or you just need that extra push, my advice would be something I already said is just pull your people. And it might be a completely different direction than you had initially intended, but it's what they need. So if you're already in it, be open-minded to moving in a different way and ask your people. And if you don't have people, you find them, you, you reach out to them and, and pull them. Yeah, I think that is such great advice. Um, I know a lot of people also, and I think, I think, you know, what's so cool about what you just mentioned as well is I have this, uh, for those listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see it. Um, but I, I have this, you know, picture here of, of the iceberg, right. That a lot of people have seen with everything underneath and at the top, you see success, right. And for you, it just goes to show that you you have been, you know, building your audience, you were polling your audience before you ever even launch anything. And a lot of people could look at you and say, Oh, you know, she can do it, you know, but that's just her. She's lucky. Right. And she's able to have all these members in her programs and, you know, is full-time in her online business. She's living the life. Right. But this has been a, a project that you've been working on for years now. And even before you actually had the business, you were already serving people. And I think something, you know, with that, there's a lot to that. And also for those that are thinking, well, she was already serving people. What if I'm already in it and I don't have an audience? Well, now I'm screwed. It's like, no, you know, Gretchen just said, if you don't have an audience, look for them, reach out to them, ask them questions, right? A lot of the times people expect, oh, I'm just going to put something out there. And if no one reacts to it, I guess it wasn't meant to be, you know, it's like, no, go freaking find them and ask them questions, start a conversation, see how you can serve them. So uh, that's, that's so good. Um, Thank you so much, Gretchen. I would love to know if you don't mind sharing with your audience where they can keep up with you. If they'd like to learn more about you and your work, 
I know, you know, your audience is, is, you know, uh, people who have MS. So, uh, you know, we work with a lot of healthcare professionals, health, this is a podcast for healthcare professionals. And if you're listening to this now and you know, someone who could benefit from uh, Gretchen's services, right? You know, feel free to direct them to her. She can really help them and you can really, you know, have a massive impact by sharing this episode as well. So Gretchen, if you don't mind, um, please go ahead and uh, just let us know where people can find out more about you, your work, uh, your programs and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the main platforms that I am on currently are Instagram and my handle is doctor spelled out. So it's D O C T O R dot Gretchen. And then I'm also on YouTube as Dr. Gretchen Holly. And then I have a Facebook page as well, which is Dr. Gretchen Holly. Beautiful. Awesome. Gretchen, thank you so much for your time. This was a blast and um, we'll see everyone on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn how to build a successful business. So I have something special just for you. If you are a healthcare expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, then you are going to want to pay attention because as a listener of this show, I want you to win. So I've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of Healthcare Business Radio. If you are tired of trying to figure out the scheme of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you are ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you are going to want to head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider. And there you will find over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is only available for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a business that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, head over to healthcarebusinessradio.com forward slash insider right now so you can win big in your healthcare business and in life.